chief community chief communicating officer and chief communications and strategy officer. There we go. That's the word. Oh, you can just say David with Comic Con. <laughs> I answer to anything. Okay, I'll go with David with Comic Con. Okay. Welcome to the Soft and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects or interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read, what we did, and what we do. You know, Soft and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert, and this is episode 684 of the Soft and Junk Show, covering the San Diego Comic-Con for 2023. It's my 28th time attending Comic-Con, by the way. Before I bring in this episode's guest co-hosts, hosts, plural, I will first go ahead and play the interview I had with David Glanzer, the public relations guy for Comic-Con. It was recorded on Sunday, the last day of the con, the morning of July 23. So, take a listen. And once again, here we are at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. And as usual, I have my interview with David from Comic-Con. Welcome, sir. Always good to be here. Always good to have you in my show for the for my Comic-Con episode, as I think you do give value information to the listeners. Oh, well, good. Speaking of listeners, they have said many things before this convention. The big elephant in the room, and I thought maybe you should address it to the listeners. Carpet. <laughs> what happened to the carpet? I know it's a budget thing, but is there? They, a lot of them have said they're willing to pay extra for the badges if you can get the carpet back. It is, it is a, a financial thing. I think what will end up happening is... Um I hope to get that back soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just want to make sure we're on pretty good footing, no pun intended. Uh-huh. Um, but the pandemic did hit us hard, so we're we have certain cost cutting measures. Uh, most of them are not seen by the public. Okay, but the carpet clearly is. Right. So right, hopefully right. that will come back soon. Now is there is there a price that you can mention to the badge? No, increase? but I think everybody would be astonished at exactly how expensive it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, we did notice there's some new seats in Hall H. It's like a little bit more cushion, I noticed. Well, I know that the uh, convention center, wow, I think right before the pandemic or right after the pandemic, I'm not sure, uh, we're going through and changing the seats throughout the facility, which would eventually affect Hall H too. So I imagine uh, that's what you're probably noticing now is those new chairs. Okay, all right. Now going back in time here to 2022, uh, badge registration. There is one thing that I noticed during that time um, that I thought was kind of odd. Anybody could actually get into the waiting room, even if they didn't have the code to get into the waiting room. Is that something that will be addressed? Or is that something that you guys were aware of was happening? No, no, no. I think there were there were some issues last year. Okay. Um, and uh, we addressed those. I know there were some people who were able to, um, I don't want to say game the system, but were able to... Um, do stuff that probably hadn't really been planned for. Okay. Um, but those those individuals uh, were contacted later and, and and let know that you know was was an improper process. Okay. So it's something we're always trying to do. The funny thing is, you would think that it would be very easy to just have a registration process, like for anything, just you know sign in, buy tickets, and you're you're ready to go. Right. Unfortunately, Comic Con tickets are at such a premium. That a lot of people look for ways to, um, you know, uh, uh, not a lot of people. There's a certain element that, you know, want to get as many tickets as they possibly can or right. whatever it happens to be. So 
we're always looking out for that. No system is perfect, but we try to make it so. And then, um, you know, we monitor the, the sales as they happen. I do have one personal request on that. I know the, the timer there says like over an hour of a wait. Is there any chance that you guys can switch it or the, the tech guys can switch it to actual minutes? I think the problem with that is it depends upon uh, any number of factors. Okay. So I think when years ago, I think we had specific, there was a, a registration system that we used years ago, if, if I'm correct. That was a little more trying to be a little more accurate, right? But it ended up not being, depending upon when your computer refreshed and things of that nature. So I think having the the, the wider time frame gives you a little bit more of a wiggle room in terms of, sure. you know, somebody saying, "Wait a second, it said I had six minutes, and six minutes went by, and you know, it's not available." Um, so it really depends upon each transaction too, because transactions can take. A fair amount of time, especially with the cart system where you put stuff in your cart. There's just a whole bunch of variables, but yeah. we are aware of that as well. With, with that said, I'm not sure the listeners know this, but loading screens, wait times are fake. <laughs> they don't really, the computer really can't tell you how long it's going to save, like, like you're explaining. But I think it's the mindset. Just seeing a number kind of helps a little bit. <laughs> well, I think, I think, as I understand it, a lot of the stuff is also based on our best estimate. So, yes. um, you know, it's like, this is, this is one I, I can't believe I'm bringing up because it really is uh, challenging. But there are X amount of tickets that can be sold. There are X amount of four days. So when someone says, well, how many people you know, do you think you'll have on, let's say, Friday or Saturday or whatever, that's a hard number to, to analyze because you have the tickets that you sold for that particular day. But then you have to calculate how many of those four-day ticket people are going to be on site on that one particular day. Right. So it's, again, it's a little bit nebulous. I think we all try to make our best estimate. Right. Um, but, you know, nothing is, is precise. Of course, of course. But going back to the wait time, some of the people I talked to on the floor have requested that. Is there any way for Comic-Con to do a similar thing like the theme parks and give an estimate on how long the lines are to get into a, a ballroom, uh, a Hall H, or even any of the activations? Well, uh, so we don't do time, but you will see sometimes, especially with signed, uh, autographs and stuff like that, that there'll be um, end-of-line signs. And the reason for that is you calculate, A, how many people are going to go in, how many people are going to come out. Um, in terms of autographs, it's like, you know, you can you can estimate a person signs X amount of autographs per whatever period of time it is. But even that is dependent upon a person. Right. Some people just sign and, and move. Some people sign and want to talk. Um, so, again, I think that's kind of a variable. I I think we've 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 talked about it. We have, talked but about it. I don't know that it's a. I don't know that it's a. A process that is going to. Uh, uh, help people or maybe frustrate them more because if we say the. Based on whatever it happens to be, we anticipate it to be this many minutes. Right. And if it's more, then all we've done is now compound that that aggravation. So, you know, we're we're we. We do have a line team. We do try to do the best we possibly can. And if we can find a process that works to the benefit of the attendees, we certainly will. I totally understand. And you're right. We have talked about this in the past. But in the eight years we've been doing this, there are some things that I guess we'll have to repeat because uh, some of the attendees are one of the rehear answers, I suppose. Yeah, I think there's a lot that goes into producing the show that, right. you know, um, 
because I want something doesn't mean that it can happen. Right. Um, and it doesn't mean that we're trying to be mean and not do something. But, you know, there are any number of var variables that can make it um, implausible for us. I think if you have a, if you have a, a um, let's say, an amusement park or something like that, those are set parameters, right? You right. have X amount of people that can get into a show or a ride. That ride is going to be X amount of minutes, whatever it is. Um, there are no variables. When you have a panel, yes, it's supposed to be X time to X time. But when you have a lot of people on that panel, are there questions? Are there, you know, some of that stuff can be nebulous. Do people leave the theater? Do they stay in the theater? What percentage leaves? What percentage stays? Um, it's, it's, it's almost an unknown. You're the listeners. Stop asking about this. <laughs> it's covered. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, if we can ever figure it out. I mean, you know, people have asked us if, if we cleared out each theater. Right. We'd have a lot more precise information to share. But it would, it, we would have a lot less programming because, you know, trying to clear out, let's say, Hall H right. is going to take a certain amount of time and then a certain amount of time to fill that theater again. So yep. you're already cutting out probably at least a half an hour, if not more. And that would be after every panel. So it, it can be a challenge. Absolutely. Um, there was one situation that somebody brought up to me that I wasn't even aware of. So in terms of like parking, and the person specifically said ace parking on the ticket it gives them an option it says on the ticket that apparently overnight parking is available but of course it isn't right so they're there i guess what they're really asking is if the ace parking can make it clear to comic-con attendees that that doesn't apply i would i would talk to ace unfortunately yeah. we really have no control over that the, okay. the even the facility doesn't ace operates the parking in the building right uh and various buildings so we have no we have no say in, in any of that. We don't know how their process works, um, so I would I would address that to Ace. Okay, just that, that you're aware that it's happening, I suppose. Well, thanks. Um, oh yeah, the other thing that my friend also brought up, uh, the sports jersey. I noticed that we have baseball jersey now, and as you can see, I like baseball jerseys myself. Um, there's a, a bit of a complaint about the color. <laughs> Is there a reason you guys chose those colors? Is like. Or is that a random thing? What was the complaint? The the pink and yellow, that white uh, thing. They, to, to quote my to quote the person I know, is she said, and I quote her, is that if I see somebody wearing that, I I, I would like to punch them in the face. <laughs> Basically, she didn't really like the colors, and I'm not sure if that's a thing that needs to be uh, addressed or what. Well, first of all, I would say <laughs> I would hope that nobody we would ever do anything that would. <laughs> would impose violence but because she doesn't like it right i would suggest she not buy it <laughs> right right the black one she likes though she likes no, the black I'm, ha one. I'm happy she does <laughs> but just like a tv show if you don't like a tv show change the channel absolutely, i don't think absolutely. everybody else should have to suffer because one person doesn't like something fair enough but is there a reason for those colors or is just yeah because they're popular oh really yeah we're uh, you know we have a new uh, um merch person this year mer okay. merch company and a lot of the stuff ended up doing very, very well. So, yeah, I mean, there, you know, is it stuff that I would necessarily wear? No, but I'm also, you know, an old man and, you know, that, that probably wouldn't go with me. But there's a lot of people who like color and, and the pastels and all that. And right. I think uh, they should have an opportunity to express themselves and we've given them that opportunity. That is absolutely fair. I, I do want to give you guys uh, credit for this year seems to be there is a, a focus on the international 
and I believe Eddie even mentioned that uh, Hall H had the first Indian cinema movie premiered in Hall H, and they had a great presentation. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Philippines had Voltes Five, which is a TV show that is like Japanese and and Filipino created live action from the Philippines making an appearance here in, uh, in Comic Con. I actually tried to go to the panel, but it was completely full, and which goes to show that. There's a lot of Filipinos here who, who want to support this stuff. And then, of course, Lumpia with a Vengeance had Ballroom 20, which is amazing that that, 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 that that movie came from a small room and now they're at Ballroom 20. And I'm liking this. I mean, I, I like the fact that, that you, are, you guys are opening up things to the international market. Really, really go with that Comic-Con International. Name well, you know, we've had the International for, for, for 14, yeah. for almost 30 years now. Right. And I think it's had an international element for... At least 40 years. Um, I think there are things that are more in line now than are available now than there were before. Okay. But um, I think if you look back at our guest lists and all that, yeah, I think uh, we're, we're, you'll see international guests from the Philippines, yep. from Japan, yep. from Europe. So we're very proud of our internet. 40 years, yeah. uh, 30 years officially being international, and probably at least 40 years of having international guests. So. I'm glad people are finally noticing it. Yes, but it has yes. existed for some time. Because I remember, I remember the '90s. You guys had like Japanese movies premiering over here yeah. and all that stuff. And I, yeah. anime was a big thing over here as well. Yeah. And they had highlights in the '90s. And I guess they were a little overshadowed by Hollywood during well, the 2000s. But yeah, I think you know it's interesting. I think that um, we we hear a lot this year about oh, you know, Comic Con has gone back to its roots. And I think that's a lot from a lot of media. Um, and it's funny because I think a lot of those uh, members of the media have not necessarily been to the show to know what our roots are. Right. Of course, long-time attendees know that movies and film were always at the heart of Comic-Con, yep. along with fantasy, illustration, um, science fiction, and, of course, comic books. Um, so that exists, the fact that I think those, those individuals uh, are focusing more on uh, those elements comics and everything else may say more about those attendees than the the the, the programs and stuff we had because it always existed Absolutely. this has always been there yep um if they didn't take part in it that's fine again you know comic-con is what you make of it if you want to go to to um the big movie stuff you should do that and, right. and no criticism for that but i think it's it's a little unfair to say you know oh you know comic-con now is focusing on this or this or this no it's always been there maybe yep. they just didn't notice yeah like i said overshadowed by those other things right well or overshadowed if you but but by the media you know, but I mean. well but, but, but perhaps but i think it's also it's like if if there are two shows on television uh one i like and one i don't know much about and i tune on the one i like I don't know that it's necessarily overshadowing the other. Okay. It's just I, I'm not taking the time to explore that. And I'll be very honest with you. I, I'm very guilty of that. You know, people come and ask me, you know, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? I just haven't had time. Absolutely, yeah. But I think now that the show is over, I'm going to spend a couple of weeks and watching a lot of stuff that's been recommended to me. Maybe I'll find some new uh, favorites. And I hope that people uh, this year who have focused on, on some other stuff um, maybe we'll continue going to those panels that they enjoyed uh, this year. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I, I really, I really like this. I, as a Filipino, I'm, I'm very proud of what happened with Voltus Five and Lumpia. And so oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. I think you know it, it's interesting because I think you know um, there is a lot of um, 
popular art around the world is phenomenal. And, you know, we have four and a half days to try to cram our our schedule. And there's a lot that there's so much that we can't do. Right. Um, uh, that it's great when we can do uh, some of the stuff. And it's great, you know, we've had international submissions on our international film festival uh, from other countries and all that. That's, I don't know how many people see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's another thing, too, is, you know, highlighting, you know, talent from around the world. I mean, it's it really it really is great. I hope we can have more to, more yeah. of that, too. I mean, there's a lot to do with Comic-Con and people are still not realizing that. And that's the thing. That is true. Um, panel. Panel issue that happened yesterday, which I was in, actually, in the Invincible panel. At the very end of the Invincible panel, the second one, uh, there was a false alarm, I guess, that happened. And I thought it was, is there anything you can share about that? Yeah, yeah, it actually wasn't a false alarm. What it wasn't? Is it? No, okay. no, no. But uh, they they knew what it was as it happened. There was a piece of um, food in the kitchen that burnt. Oh, okay. And they saw it, and they addressed it right away, but it ended up, very sensitive system here, which is great, set off the alarm, and immediately um, people were told, you know what, it's, it's not for concern, we know what it is. If we didn't know what it was, and if there was, you know, they can triangulate, A, where it is, typically what kind of an alarm it is. Uh, There are different protocols for that, but this one was something they knew as it happened. Okay. They expected it, so they were able to say, you know, don't worry about it. There was a little bit of an evacuation, and then then somebody came back and said... Uh, Who evacuated the... Well, at the room 6BF, um, the the thing went on in the the, the little thing, and then an announcer came on. I'm assuming it's automated. Yeah. And we were following that announcer, and we were kind and of... The, the, the announcer said to leave the room? Yeah. Okay. Because there's several different announcements. Right. Some say, you know, uh, 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 stay where you are, don't worry. And my understanding was that was the, that announcement, but uh, I will I will double check on that. Yeah, the first one. It triggered once, and I believe that's what you're referring to, and then it triggered again, like, at, at the very... When the panel ended, actually. And that's the one where we were like, okay, I guess we're going to exit, which is... I guess good timing because we were exiting anyway. <laughs> so, so there's that. But that did happen. Okay, good. That's good to know. Now, uh, in terms of like social media presence, uh, Treads is Comic Con interested at all of going to Treads, the one Treads by Instagram. I think we probably will. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why we wouldn't. I mean, it, it, it uh, it's a social media platform. I don't. Uh, to be honest with you, I think it happens so close to the show that none of us had spent any time on, on even exploring that yet but okay. i'm sure we will okay yeah because i think out of all the ones that popped up the past year uh this one got like a million like right away it was uh, yeah, pretty yeah. impressive yeah as i understand it was also very easy if you were on instagram, uh, instagram or whatever yeah. you could transfer without any you know just say yes and you're you're there okay um comic on the cruise what can you tell me about that uh it'll be a cruise <laughs> <laughs> um so we have been approached several times by different companies about having a cruise and it was nothing that really um uh, seemed feasible to us because you know what is the logistics of it what do you what will they do what and and the programs were all also um they were in a such a way that they weren't buyouts of a ship they were you know there's going to be a certain element you'll have this 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 and it they they just didn't seem uh, like something that uh, we just didn't seem that it really clicked. Okay. Um, this entity, I think they're called ECP, approached us 
And again, we were very skeptical and said, you know, I, we don't know that we're interested in this. But they're the people who put together the Star Trek crews. Okay. And we've heard a lot of good stuff about Star Trek crews. So uh, many of us went ahead and contacted our friends and said, hey, have you heard of the Star Trek crews? And I was surprised to find out that a, a very dear friend of mine not only heard about the Star Trek crews, but has been on every one. Oh, okay. And I said, well, what do you like about it? You know, and, and, and what do you not like about it? And she said, well, you know, I, I like that it's camaraderie. I like that they have the spirit. They know Star Trek. They they do their... I feel like I'm with friends. Um, and, um, you know, she uh, she really, really liked it. And it was funny because I, we were just chatting. And at the very end, she said, please tell me you're doing a Comic-Con cruise. <laughs> and that shook me because, you know, at the time it was something we were just exploring. And, and I said, you know, I really can't say anything, but why do you say that? She said, because I think there's so much that Comic-Con has to offer. This could be a really cool thing. Okay. So when we all kind of got together and talked about our notes that we had had in talking with other people, that was pretty much uh, the same thing. People thought this would be a good idea. So... We're gonna we're gonna try it in 2025 and see how it goes and fingers crossed it'll work well and maybe we'll have you know at least one cruise a year maybe a couple. Oh wow, okay. Uh, no pricing announced so far yet. Sorry, no pricing announced so far. Uh, you know, I don't know. That's something they honestly handle. Okay, I mean, they're the experts in this, so we're you know we 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 will make sure that what what happens at the cruise is stuff that is you know appropriate for us and and very fan oriented and. Again, if, if the Star Trek cruise is any indication, it should be a, a, a pretty great cruise. Now, unfortunately, for some somebody like myself who told everybody I know I'm not going to go on a cruise, I'm probably not going to go on the cruise, <laughs> but that's all right. And like I said earlier, <laughs> like a TV show. If you don't like a TV show, nobody's forcing you to watch it. Exactly. Is there a reason why you don't like cruises? Uh, I think it could be psychological, just being trapped on the ocean and, and being surrounded by all those people in that one tight area. And sure. It just could be that, really. You know, it's funny. I've been on three cruises, and um, how do I say this? Um, you don't have to. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Well, no, but, you know, we're having a conversation. I had a friend, a very dear friend of mine who has since passed on, and he worked in the travel industry. He loved cruises. So he took me on my very first cruise, and we went to Bermuda, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, although I got terribly sunburned, it was miserable. Uh, and then um, I'd been on a couple of other cruises, and I didn't really enjoy them. Okay. And the reason why I I didn't enjoy them was because the cruises I went on had multiple cities that they visited, and I felt that I had to get off the ship at every point, and 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 sometimes I felt there wasn't enough time. What I realize now is you're on vacation, David. You can either get off the ship or not get off the ship. Nobody's making you do this. And I think when I finally realized that on my last cruise, I really had a good time. And um, it's, it's a shame because my, my, my friend who loved cruises has since passed on. I wish he was around because I think he would be overjoyed that we're having a Comic-Con cruise. I think he would want to go on it, and it would have been fun to go on it with him because I think I've learned how to cruise now. So Okay. Yeah. All right. You haven't convinced me, but all right. <laughs> I know. Again, you know, I, I, and I totally understand that, too. I totally get it. Now, now, the big elephant in the room, the whole thing with the Hollywood strike and all that stuff, um, how prepared or unprepared, how much was the scrambling for the programs? 
Is there anything you can tell me about that? Yeah, I don't think there really was. I mean, as you know, because you're 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 an attendee of Comic Con, Hollywood has. Uh, you mentioned this earlier. Hollywood has a very big megaphone, and and because of that, I think Hollywood, and especially a lot of the media, you know, look, if if, if there's going to be a panel with David Glanzer, uh, and a panel with Brad Pitt, chances are the cameras are going to want to cover Brad Pitt. I don't know why, but you know that that's what it is. Um, and I think that is true of Comic-Con. If there's a panel in Hall H that features, you know, a number of celebrities, or there's panels in the other rooms that feature, you know, writers and, and, and artists and whatever, you know, sometimes the, the easiest get is those celebrities in terms of publicity. So it, it's always been a very important part of Comic-Con, but it's always been one element of many right so when we plan the programming and and everything else all of that is factored in and you know not every studio comes every year right and with all programming including hollywood sometimes people get sick sometimes stuff happens and the panel has to cancel so we're we're used to like you know having to change things at the last minute um i think we you know we read the writings on the wall and assumed that probably would be a a strike, but we moved forward as we normally do and had contingency plans in case a strike happened, which it did. Yep. Um, and hopefully next year, you know, they'll be able to come back and we'll have another, you know, full-fledged show with everybody who wants to be here to be here. Right. Now, if I remember correctly, Comic-Con doesn't necessarily invite certain studios and companies to come here. It is a volunteer on their part. Correct, correct. Right. So, but was there an effort after the strike officially happened to pull people in? No. Nothing like that. No. Okay. Nothing, nothing really changed. I okay. mean, you know. And the thing is, you know, the, we have a good relationship throughout the year with the studios. Yeah. So I think a lot of media said, oh, my gosh, you know, this company pulled out and this company pulled out and this company pulled out. Well, I think because they didn't see somebody on the schedule or, or what have you, they thought, oh, all these companies pulled out. Well, not every company comes every year. Yeah. Um, but no, we you know. I, I think the companies wanted to come. We knew a lot of the actors wanted to come, but they're in the middle of a, of a uh, you know a, a, a situation right <laughs> situation right now that that yeah. you know prevents the kind of that promotions. Absolutely. Now that being said, there were certain things that the union allowed talent to do, and okay. that is they could appear if they were not promoting struck work. So I think Jamie Lee Curtis was here this week. She has a graphic novel coming out. There were some other people talking about some of their stuff that they're working on that are non-struck related. So, you know, there was still a presence here, and, and that was fine. It was fine. I, I, I still enjoyed the show. I know there are people in the floor who would complain, right? But, but they were the ones who would be here for those kind of things. And I can understand why they're a little disappointed. Yeah, and that being said, though, I think, you know, we have to keep in mind also that they bought tickets before the programming was announced. Correct. It's wonderful that we end up selling selling out of tickets you know eight or nine months before we we announced who's going to be on the exhibit floor yep. who are going to be the guests of the convention and certainly before our programming is announced but i think the reason why those tickets sell out is because we put on a good event there's a diversity of stuff to happen and um i think you know people are having a good time regardless i think if we uh if we see next year or this year when we sell tickets for next year, if we don't sell out, then maybe then the strike had an effect because right. people didn't see celebrities. But 
I have to tell you, our last survey we did, which was a while back, we don't do surveys very often. There was a question on that survey that said, would you still attend a panel, a Hollywood panel, if there were no uh, movie stars on it? And the answer was a resounding yes. Now, that doesn't mean they don't want movie stars. Of course they do. Of course, yeah. But okay. but Comic-Con fans are, are just as interested in the product as well. Oh, yeah. Directors, writers, producers, you know, what's going to happen, you know, pre-production stills, you know. Uh, and if you can bring in actors, even better still. But... It's not, none of this stuff is necessary to have a good panel. It's all icing on a really cool cake. I thought, I thought you'd be curious to know how I was this past four, week, four, four days hearing people comment on, in line or whatever. And it's actually been a little bit triggering for me because whenever I kind of hear it, uh, if, they, if they mention anything about, about the, oh, panels are canceled or whatnot, I always tell them, you know, there are other panels that you can go to. Yeah, right. you should try to look it up. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think it's interesting because everything that, that I've read so far and everything that, that people have said to me, but of course I work for the organization, so they may be being nice. Right. But people have been, you know, um, fairly content. I think they would love to have the Hollywood aspect the way it used to be. We would love that as well. But uh, people seem to be fairly content. And, and as you saw yesterday, certainly the the hall was packed. Yeah. The program is programming has been pretty pretty packed um so you know i'd like to have one year that's normal non-pandemic <laughs> right, non-just right. coming back you know no strikes just have a regular comic-con week and another thing that i also tell people about comments about people going, oh, i don't think i'm going to come back next year if this is going to be the case I, I i i remind them you know what comic-con is kind of like coachella coachella notoriously sells tickets and sells them out we don't even announce a single act it's artists so so yeah. i think comic-con is like a Coachella. Yeah, honestly. I think because yeah. you end up having, you know, if you have a good show, mm-hmm. uh, the logistics go well, then that's true. But again, the same thing with, the, the, you know, the television uh, uh, set. If you don't like something, you, nobody makes you go. And if people don't want to come back, we would hate to miss them. But maybe we'll get them, you know, on another day when there is something that uh, they want to see. Uh, was there also a reason, I know this was brought up by the flow floor, like certain panels were canceled, so they was left empty. Right. Was there a, reason, a logistical reason on why certain other panels weren't moved to those bigger rooms? So it really depends upon you know programming, and the organization does a good job of trying to, to figure out who will fit where, and also the timing of a cancellation. So rooms, a lot of people uh, believe the convention center is always set up the way it is, and we just move in. If you were here, um, like let's say you're here on Monday, um, I shouldn't say that because I don't know who's moving in. But it's not unusual to be in the building and you would walk into rooms and there would be nothing in any room. Right. And the reason for that is because rooms are set to whatever convention is coming in. There are air walls in some rooms. There are any number of facilities. Some of them are set up theater style by most programming rooms at Comic-Con. Some are rounds, which are tables with rounds with like 10 chairs around them. Um... There's all the cost for setting down and breaking up. If a if a panel cancels very late, oftentimes it's not worth it. It's more cost prohibitive to have that room struck, reset up, to move a panel uh, into that room that may not fill it anyway. Okay. So oftentimes it stays in the room it is. Um, now a lot of exhibitors or a lot of presenters will say, "Hey." I want to be in Hall H. It's like, well, 
Okay, but if, if, if you know if your if your program is David Glanzer talks about you know his favorite cat pictures, I'm probably not going to be able to fill. Well, maybe I will. I don't know. I probably will not fill 6,500 seats. So even though I want to be in Hall H, the programming department is like, well, you know, David, I think your stuff may fit better in a 250-seat room. Uh, so that's typically why that happens. Okay. But there, there were some panels that were pretty full. Like, they couldn't move to Hall H or Ballroom 20 with that. But, but there was a certain line where you guys said, well, I think, let's not do that yet. Well, I think, you know... It's like saying, you know, I'm going to look at the crystal ball and say this, this panel room is going to fill and go to capacity, so we need to move it. We won't really know until such time as we, we won't really know until such time as we uh, have the, the, the program. You know, there'll be a lot of, you know, uh, Monday morning quarterbacking starting next week of what worked, what didn't work. Uh, if, this, if, if this panel ended up being much more popular than we anticipated, if they come back, we want to make sure we're in a big room, that type of stuff. But... Everybody, I think everybody thought that with some of the cancellations, uh, everybody wanted to be in bigger rooms, but, you know, can't accommodate every request, and, and sometimes it's just not, you know, realistic. So, um, the fun question that I always ask you. So, Barbie's a big thing this, this year, this summer. Uh, it kind of brings back people collecting stuff. What were the, some of the toys you were collecting when you were young? What did I collect? Yeah. So this is going to show you just exactly how unique and different I am. Maybe not unique. There was something called, um, I think the company was Aurora. And they built models based on, uh, I believe, if not universal horror, oh. then uh, at least horror elements. So there was Frankenstein's uh, Laboratory. There was Dracula. There was all these different things. And it's interesting because when I was a little kid, they used to, I don't know if they still have hobby shops or not, but they used to be have a neighborhood hobby shop by where I lived. And my buddy and I would walk down and um, they would carry these Aurora models. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. My buddy, who's still a friend of mine today, uh, thought I was very weird because he <laughs> would buy, you know, a car model kit or something like that. And I would build these little model kits. Some of them were sometimes glow-in-the-dark. Very, very cool. And it's funny because it wasn't until I was maybe in my early 20s or my early 20s that I met a friend. And in passing, I mentioned these, you know, these kits. And she's all, oh, yeah, the Aurora kits. And I'm like, yeah, how do you know about that? She's all, I had them all. Yep. And I couldn't believe it. And, and she's actually a a famous horror writer now and uh she's a dear dear friend and i think i i i finally realized oh you know what yeah maybe i'm a little odd but there are other people who are odd too and you know what uh it's great when you can some, come to someplace like comic-con because we all feel like we're completely i don't want to use the word normal but <laughs> Um, you know, that, I was going to say outcast. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I think sometimes you feel like you are an outcast. So you right. feel like I just don't fit in with other people, like yes. with my friend who I'm still friends with. But wow, there's a whole bunch of people out there who have the same sensibilities yeah. as I this do. This is why I love Comic Con. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know what? We don't all have to like the same thing. That's okay. Mm -hmm. um, but just appreciate and allow those other people to have their fandom. Uh, and I'll have my fandom, and, and maybe I'll learn from you and, and develop a like for that as well. 
Awesome. So yeah, that's it. So once again, thank you for spending time with me with this question. I really feel like we could have gone even longer. Me Love too. having conversations with you. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And thank you for coming on. Thank you. And we're back. So there we go. That's the interview I had with David. Um, our next co-hosts have not heard the interview, so whatever. But go ahead and introduce yourself, co-host. This is Anna. And from the Geekdom Fancast, we have... Uh, this is Derek. Hey, Derek. Hello, number, sir. Number eight global in the summer movie wager. How is that even Bitter, possible? bitter, 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 bitter. I am very bitter. But besides that... You're only bitter because I took your advice. I know. It's but be, okay. Hey, you can't get mad at me for taking part, your it, advice. It's partly my win. But besides that... Uh, Comic-Con, uh, what was your experience? Ladies first. Um, I realized I'm old and I probably need to train better for this. But <laughs> aside from that, I actually enjoyed it. I got to see everything I wanted. I got everything I wanted. Um, I had a little bit of a um, learning curve with how book publishers are hand- handling their signings. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I thought that everything went well considering that a lot of panels, well, a certain amount of panels were canceled, a certain amount of like, you know, people weren't here, but I got to see, I got to go into Hall H, I got to go into Ballroom 20, so for me, it was still a win, always a win. Yeah, I'm same same way, I kind of filled in my quota on the whole mm-hmm. thing, did Hall H, did Ballroom 20, did Room 6PCF, did some small rooms as well, the only thing that was missing was Indigo Ballroom, didn't do Indigo, that's the thing. No, I'm never going to go there. Yeah, how about you, Derek? I thought you did do Indigo. Not this year. Oh, no, I was with Greg. Oh, yeah, we went to the Kevin Smith uh, documentary one. Right. I was going to go to that one, but I went somewhere else, wherever that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was very hesitant about not necessarily having a good time, but I thought I was going to have too much free time on my hands, and I was going to have to find ways to amuse myself or find ways to, like, you know, kill my time, and I couldn't have been more wrong. I mm-hmm. it was completely busy 95% of the time. There was a couple small lulls, but... Uh, I was pretty engaged with a, still a full amount of to-do, so that's important. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like I expected it to be a kickback kind of show, kind of special no. editions. Yeah. I was not prepared to come to this show because I thought it was going to be kickback, and I was like, okay, just wing it. No, there's still too many things to do. Uh, I didn't get the reservations for the off-site, so I didn't get to do a lot of that, but I did do some of it, and those were cool enough for what they were. Uh, they did seem like they cheapened out on everything. Everything now is kind of like... Uh, <coughs> Carpet. No, no, not Comic-Con. I'm talking about the outside Activision stuff. I know. I just Besides, like, as, as in the interview, Carpet is expensive. Um, but anyway, so it's like, like everybody is pretty much taking advantage of, like, everybody just wants to take their picture for Instagram. So let's just put a, put a statue or a cardboard thing, and then they'll just take a picture and they'll all be happy. We don't have to spend the money anymore on elaborate ex- Activisions unless you have the reservation and you can get into those things. But I would say that the one of the things I thought about the most, and I mentioned it to you, is there was, going with your saying with the budget thing, is like there's a big production thing down because, you know, anyone that's been here even the last five years, we had the one with the Gray Man last year, they had the one with Westworld, Blade Runner, all those were super elaborate. expensive, elaborate ones with actors and full sets built and like everything and just just last year with severance yeah and there wasn't any of that this year not even close like you know you could argue maybe the hulu one a little bit but not really no not really yeah no. so I, that that was a that was the thing that was almost a sign of the times no but the thing is though none of us went to the jurassic park experience none of us did the i still don't know where you that did is. the interview with the vampire thing no i didn't 
Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. you didn't? No. So oh, ba- wow. basically, the, the ones that are supposed to be elaborate, none of us were able to do it. No. Right? Well, the need- Paramount one was, I don't know if I call it elaborate, but that one was really awesome. But I don't know if I wouldn't call it elaborate because it was just in a room. But that, that one was really, really well done. That, I guess that would be a good example of someone who probably didn't spend too much money and they did a really great job. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All but right. uh, the interview with the vampire one, actually, for what it's worth, everyone that I know that actually went to it said it was pretty weak sauce. So. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. I heard the opposite. But oh, really? Okay. It, well, it might, it, well, it was an article that said it was good, but it could have been just. Trying to like push yeah. the PR, like, yeah. oh, we got invited to this, so it was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, only, the only thing about the about these activations is that they're on YouTube. You'll probably find them on YouTube. You can watch somebody else run through it and be okay with it. But the one thing that I actually kind of wish I went to was the, the Quantum Leap experience. I really? know. We found out about <laughs> yeah. that one a little yeah. late. Yeah. I saw like an uh, Instagram video from Comic-Con, actually, showing what you do in that thing. I'm like... I wouldn't mind doing that. Oh, you should have told me I had an invite to it. I just didn't bother. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Dang, okay. Well, well, I didn't, I wasn't. My well, next fr- time I'll ask you, what well, are you invited to? Well, my, my, I was going to go to it, and I actually was going to ask you to go to it because uh, you watch it, and then I had I talked to like two or three people that went to it, and they're like, they're like eh. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, for those of us who <laughs> like karaoke, I, I would definitely have one. Uh, we, found, <laughs> we found out we are karaoke partners. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. See, I wouldn't have cared for that, but I could have just sat back and watched you karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> I loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, well, my bad then. I'm sorry. Uh, there were some panels that I actually wasn't able to get in, which I thought wouldn't be a problem this year. But apparently, uh, there are some panels that are just too popular. The, the Filipino panels, especially the Voltus Five One and the Hollow Hollow One, um, it was full. It was full like uh, 45 minutes before I was even able to get there, and that was like at 9:15 in the morning. It was full 10 o'clock screening. I mean 10 o'clock panel, and I couldn't get in. There's Apparently, too many Filipinos in Comic Con this year. I love I, that. I literally ap- uh, apologized to Wes Portasha that we missed it. <laughs> I went to him like, we tried to make it, but it got full too fast and we couldn't make it. He's like, oh yeah, it was a packed room, it was great on it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's okay. And I'm, it's kind yeah. of a great thing for them though. Like, yeah. sorry, like it was packed, like people wanted to see it. Yeah. So that, that's really kind of cool. To hear about that's why I told myself, congratulations that you know, had a big audience, yeah, yeah, which is why I don't think missing Hollywood is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I mean, it'd be nice to have Hollywood studios and here and do big panels here, but you know what? There's a lot of other companies and a lot of other countries that are willing to pick up the slack, you know, and yeah. and, and they really did, you know, so I, I kind of was impressed. I, I, I've always thought that I don't, I mean, I don't need you know a full day of. TV shows in Hall H or a full day of movies in Hall H, but somehow I think you're lying. <laughs> I think you're lying as Why? well. No, because I don't like sitting in Hall H for eight hours. I don't want to do that. I like to go out and do stuff. But at okay. the same time, like I want some shows and some movies. Like I would have loved to at least gone to at least a couple. You know, I don't want none. So yeah. like, can we? Yeah. Find, we saw like, some. I'd like we saw some. Meet. We got what Project we K. Okay, I meant stuff I know. <laughs> okay. No, but Colin. that's okay. Okay, let's yeah, yeah, let's let's, yeah. let's segue to that. Okay, we we've got the three of us have gone to Comic Con for decades now. Okay, and the point is, is point of Comic Con in the beginning when we went was to discover things you're not familiar with. Yeah, Kalki was one of them. No, Roger K was one of them. But this is what I'm saying. I don't mind having some new things because there's always going to be new shows and new movies. Yeah, but I would have liked. Like a you know a Yellow Jackets panel, or I would have liked you know at least one Marvel show or something. At least you know one you know a couple. Like, I'm not saying we have to have you know their big three hour block every year. I don't have to have that, but it's like I would have been happy with you know at least one or two DC shows. Like I don't know a Peacemaker panel or something. Or like yeah, you know, I would I would have been happy with one of the Walking Dead spinoffs to actually been 
a Walking Dead panel with for uh, the upcoming Norman Reedus show. You know, did you not hear what I said four minutes ago? The other people picked up the slack, and I thought they did a pretty good job at that. But uh, no, I, I. But you're saying I. I'm saying I wanted more. Oh, you're saying no, you're I, fine with it. I'm not. I wanted yeah. more. Like it's. I, I'm not happy with zero TV in movies. I. I, I need or sorry, ten percent or whatever you want to call well, it. Well, but I mean, it was cool. That, like the Lumpia movie made it the bottom twenty, and it was you know like we people were there and no, were excited. I, like of course, I, but I, it, it was scheduled to be there before. Well, yeah, but, but yeah, but still, like the fact that. It kind of pushed people to go and like, okay, well, I'm gonna go explore this because I've got, you know, I've got an open schedule and whatnot. And I felt like a lot of these panels had more people because of it because they're like, well, I want to know what this Latina superhero panel is about, and so they go and see it and stuff. I, so I, we'll see in that sense. I will. I agree with that because in the sense of like Ballroom Twenty is a perfect example of like back in the day, it would be CW for like six hours. Yeah, I don't need six hours of CW shows. And, you know, that does make room for something like Olympia. But, like, would I have been fine with, just for sake of argument, one CW show? That would have been nice. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, one. I don't need six, but I would have liked one. Okay. Well, I think it just comes down to preference, quite yeah. honestly. But it, but it is a case where I'll be in line and somebody will say, oh, there's no other palace to go to. And I'm thinking, that you're no. not trying hard enough. Yeah. yeah. There's clearly other palace you can go to. You're in... You're in line for one right now. I mean, come I on. Mean, I mean, I, I have no problem publicly giving Anna credit because if it wasn't for her, I would have never went to the Project Hate one. I would have been like, I have no idea what this is, I'm not going. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. And it was great to just be there for that. So for me, I like to discover new things. So mm -hmm. I do go to smaller panels. I don't go to the big ones. So, um, well, I like to discover new ones, but it's like, it's, it has to be something like, I don't know, let's say it's a Guillermo del Toro new TV show or like, mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, like, uh, so, uh, Robert Kirkman's new show. Like, I have to like a lot of times know at least someone well, that's Invincible doing it. was there, huh? Invincible. No, was but I'm there. saying we're talking about new stuff. But I'm saying oh, like, sure, I, sure. I, I usually need at least somebody that I know. The director's to panel. It. Huh? The director's panel had. Yeah, you guys enjoyed that no, a lot. I, no, no, the, but, uh, I'm not talking about like interviews. I'm talking about like shows, movies, and stuff. That like you know, just buy them. We're saying discover new things. I'm okay. saying just discover. I don't mind discovering new shows and movies, but I, I the problem is usually I need to know someone that I like or a writer, a director, an actor that's in it to draw me to it. I didn't know anyone in Project K and I'm just being honest with myself, I know I wouldn't have bothered to go to it because I didn't know anyone in it. All right. But see, that's where it works out that like you listen to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to the director's panel, yeah. I thought that was good. That was pretty good. That was, was surprisingly good. really good. And, and it had the moment that I've never seen before in a panel at Comic-Con, <laughs> which is what one guy goes, oh, I gotta go pee. And the next guy goes, I'm gonna go with you. And then the third guy goes, I'm gonna go with you too. The whole panelists yeah. left to go pee. Yeah, you know while they were while they were showing the uh, the, the trailer for the clip for yeah. the for the new movie, and and yeah, they were was, clearly drinking before the panel. I'm just kidding. I'm sure they were because I mean Gareth Edwards is Australian or whatever I think, and he the one guy was French, so like you know I'm sure they were. Oh, the European's not a drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was Louis Leterrier, uh, Justin Simeon. And and uh, Garrett Edwards and they were they were quite the characters, especially Louis the Terrier and Justin Simmons, you know. But see, I think that's what um, <laughs> I've seen. You know, we've uh, we've all probably seen enough of those. That, like, it all depends on the people you get. You got guys that were really funny, jovial, upbeat guys who were knew how to crack jokes, and they even riffed on each other a couple times and stuff. Yeah. And it's like you need that to get. You can't just guys get up there and talk like camera speed and filters for three hours, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But. Um, yeah, other thing, speaking of panels, the one thing that I thought was pretty hilarious, and we've all experienced this, was at one point me and Anna were just kind of wasting time, and we were like going, what's, what's in the panel? What's, what, 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 what is on right now? You know, and like, what's at 
kind of thing. Close to us. Yeah, close to us. And then we found one. It's like it was a game show kind of thing. So so we kind of went ahead and and went there. And then I was I was messaging Derek here, and then suddenly, Derek was there. <laughs> you know, he's like, what? <laughs> you know, and then and then and then like a few minutes later, two of our other friends show up, and and they're like, well, what are you doing here? You know, and then like a few more minutes after that, another friend showed up. Like this was completely unplanned, yeah. and we all happened to land in a panel that me and Anna just literally decided minutes earlier that we were going to be in it. Yeah, you know, so it was. Incredible! It's one of those Comic Con moments for us that I'd like. Oh, this is that's pretty funny. Great minds think alike. We all ended up there. Well, I still think the funniest part of that is I I thought you had saw me and you just didn't say hi and you're like I didn't see you. No, I was too busy looking at my phone. Yeah, we were too busy you. roasting you in the group but chat. That's what I'm saying. I thought he was roasting because he was looking at my reactions. Oh on, no! I thought he was like watching my in. reactions and roasting me on purpose. That, that would be, like, that oh yeah, funny. look at look yeah. at how I'm getting him. Yeah, look at his face. Yeah. 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 So, no. so, so so speaking of new panels, we've never been to that panel before. I I haven't, Derek. Uh, definitely not. I've yeah. never heard of them. No, New right? one for me. Uh, will you go back to that panel next year? Absolutely. Yeah. That was a lot. I think uh, I will. It'll, it, it, it'll depend what I'm doing. Uh, no, that's true. It'll depend what you're doing. Sure, it, sure, it, sure. If there's a conflict, I'm sorry. I'm, they, they might have to. It all depends. My point is that... It was at 7, 8 o'clock at night? No, but see, that's the thing. That those fandom, those those kind of panels are geared more towards the night audience. Yeah, so I think that's what I'm saying. If, probably there, always if there's, be if there's the some time. night thing I got to do, I might have to skip it. So it all depends. Yeah. But the sure point you is... Will. You're busy. The point is, it was entertaining, and we would recommend it to people. Do you know the name of it? I don't know the name. Oh, I have it. I have it right here. But but the point also is, it goes back to the whole idea that we found a panel that we've never been to before, and then we ended up really enjoying it. Yes. And we're probably gonna go back the following year. That's the spirit of Comic Con. You know what was one that was. And by the way, it's 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 called Live Celebrity Game Show, and it's. is the answer that you wrote on your card the, the same, same answer that that uh, that something 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 that I wrote on the car card or they wrote. No, it yeah. was, is the answer that you wrote on your card the same as the answer that I wrote on my card yeah and it, so. and and he had some celebrity people on the panel yeah like, most notably for us I think is is the guy the, the voice actor for Brain from Picking the Brain as well as the voice actor Spongebob uh, okay. that was, that was Sponge the highlight Marvel, yeah. yeah Spongebob come yeah. on Albert. Spongebob was you, Al, Spongebob goes first I didn't want to bury the lead oh okay <laughs> alright <laughs> but yeah so that's the spirit of Comic Con and this Comic Con I thought really lived up to that. You know, it, it, it played on its strength. It didn't rely on Hollywood. It played on its own strength and it did a really good job, I thought. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add to this conversation? I had fun. <laughs> I, I just, I you know, I got to see you guys. I got to see a lot. Of, I made some really great new friends. Oh. So mm-hmm. that's always like a highlight of my Comic-Con uh, trips. So for me, it was another highlight, another great year. I have nothing to complain about. Agreed. Agreed. And, and usually for this event, it gives me an excuse to drink, and I don't normally drink. So, so <laughs> I that. met two drink Albert. <laughs> I did not. That was barely, we got to discover. I got to discover Albert's okay, drink. Okay, one drink Albert, but I met drink Albert. I you got know? to discover Albert's drink. I didn't know Albert had to go to drink. Yeah, that's my go-to drink. It's an easy drink to drink. It was and actually, and it was actually good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, should we, should we reveal it? Oh, it's Kahlua and Coke. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it on the podcast in the past. But but yeah, it's an easy drink. It's an easy drink to drink. I like my coffee, liquor, and and Coke. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Um, <laughs> to, to, to put a bow on it for me is I, I I was worried. I didn't think I'd have a bad time, but I didn't think I was going to have 
a great time, and I would say I'm still kind of in the middle, but I definitely had a better time than I thought I was going to. But a lot of that I still attest to uh, the amount of friends I saw and hung out with and stuff. If I would have been there for four days by my damn self, it wouldn't have been nearly as fun. So, mm, you yeah. know, hanging out with your friends makes a huge difference. And I definitely saw you guys more than I probably normally would have, and I saw a lot of other people we either have in common or don't uh, more than I know I would have. So I saw Greg twice. Oh my so God. that oh no three times. So that oh. was a lot. Or maybe two. No two two. Yeah, that was a lot. I mean Anna, Anna if you went to more panels you would have saw more. I know I know. I need to be panel, 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 panel. So uh most seen cosplayer that, that you guys have noticed. Barbie. For you Barbie? I only saw like two Barbies. I, really? It, yeah. It's always Were you on the floor at all? I, not probably as much as you, but a decent amount. For me, Spider Gwen. Seen a, I saw a lot of Spider Gwen. I just oh, I was just gonna say Spider Man. It's always Spider Man and Batman. No, no, not Spider Man. Spider Gwen. No, but I'm just well. They, a lot of times they're in groups. Sure, but I've seen a lot of individual <laughs> Spider Gwens all over. Oh the no, I, mine were always in groups. But uh, it was either that it was either Spider Man or Batman. But that's like 95 percent of the time. Most want the swag. Oh well, the bag, of course. <laughs> the the lounge fly bags that Box Lunch is giving out. Those are oh, really that, cool. Oh, you're seeing that yeah. one? Oh, yeah. Which one? Box the Box Lunch treat. Oh. The the swag the la- yeah. lounge fly. I still never got to that. Lovely. That was I think the only thing I didn't get to. I don't even know what it looks like. Oh, they were different. Yeah, everything they, was different. It was pretty cool. Oh well, okay. So that's that's the that's a swag, but there's the item. It was just the lounge fly backpack. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Just I, the brand. I'm trying to lead into the Hulu thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that backpack, but yeah. you liked another backpack. I did? The Hulu one. No, that's what I said. That's what I, I said. Just the backpack. Said. Oh. Wait, what? I'm so lost. I'm so lost. And it's tired. But yeah, the, the, the Hulu backpack that looks like a cartoon backpack, I thought that was probably the most wanted backpack of Comic Con. You know, that's the, that's the, one, the most wanted item because it takes hours just to get to the Hulu thing. You know, I, I I went in this Sunday morning as we're recording this at uh, eight o'clock a.m. stood in line, and I didn't get inside until about ten thirty-five. Barely, barely. Inside. And this is this is twenty-five minutes before my interview with David, actually. So I was kind of stressing out and like, do I just leave the line or what? And what I spent like three hours of my time here, uh, three hours more like four hours actually. So oh, four man. hours of my time here. Jesus. You know, yeah. and, and, and but to be fair, the, the thing didn't start at nine thirty. So from the nine thirty on, I waited like over an hour. Yeah, but you had to get there early just to even try to get in. Yeah. Correct. That's true. That's true. That's true. But but so they did. I did. They, they did let me walk through the ride. Even though there's one there's one part the ride. They did. They did let me walk through the activation. But there was one part where the door was shut and I wasn't allowed to go through until until, until it was open for us for oh, my group. Oh my god! Right. So I'm like, Are you I going was, crazy? Well, I was just like waiting, waiting. You go. You can go around and take pictures, huh? I rather stand here and wait right at this moment, please. <laughs> so as soon as the door opens, I took off. Was that in the Lance Morissette room? Alanis Morris, I wouldn't even know. Oh. Just because of the fact that get I didn't get to do anything. You know, so well, no, because that's the one where they, they they made us stop and like they played like a a thing. That was the only time we stopped. The rest of it was up to us. Shrug. <laughs> I didn't get to do anything. Well no, so they didn't make you stop there. I don't they, know. You, you would have no, you would have saw it. Okay. The point is, is that when I walked through the door and walked past every activation, there was multiple mini lines. And I'm sure that's what you're referring to. No, no, no. The one, the one I will have was like it was all. Everyone stopped in that room. They're like, okay, everyone stop here, and then they played the 
presentation they had a moderator or I didn't hear anything like that that's what I'm saying you probably ran right through it then well that's <laughs> what I mean yeah so but so. I didn't uh, that's what I'm saying but like uh, I didn't know that you could run through that one not that I I didn't mind seeing it but I didn't know you could run through. that's the only one I thought that they might stop you on well it was an option yeah okay I mean I could have done all the activations but I would definitely have been late for the interview oh you would have been probably so really I went late. all the way to the end yeah. past everything like I kind of want to do that oh I can't do that oh, uh, <laughs> give me my know. bag yeah. yeah so then I went to the end and there was a line for the bag you know really oh my god like about five, five, five people, five people, oh, right? Well, and I'm like, bad. at this point on, I'm waiting for the freaking bag, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, I waited for five people, got my bag, took off. Uh, and okay. they gave us an option of the pins or the bag. I think some, in the previous what? days, yeah, in the previous days, I think it was, no. you get the bag with the pins, but this time around, it was, a cho- it, was a, it was a choice between the pins uh, or the bag. I know, but that sucks. Who picked the pins? Somebody who already got the bag. Hey, <laughs> plus, I bet you, honestly, I bet you can sell the pins for more. That's true. Oh, absolutely. The pins are really nice. But I, I, I took the bags to keep, not to sell. So there's that. No, but I'm saying, I bet you there were some people in there who were flipping some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's that. And then uh, what else? What else do you guys want to talk about before we wrap this up? Uh, I wish it would have been cooler, but thankfully Saturday and Sunday were not that bad. But Thursday and Friday were. Oh my gosh, pre- Thursday was so hot. Yeah, it was. It, the, the big. It makes such a huge difference in the weather with doing something like this. Like yeah. last year was in the, like the early seventies and it wasn't this, that bad. This year was like in the eighties and it makes a huge difference when you're like when the, when you're sweating and the heat's cooking you. It makes your energy level go down. It makes it hard for you to go outside. It makes it just makes it harder to have a productive day when you're getting just beat down. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. Well, there we go then. Oh, it rained too, huh? It drizzled. I, I called it a hard drizzle. It's summer it wasn't rains. Light. Yeah, but it was still very summer strange. Rains. I'm just like, I'm walking summer in, all of a sudden, all this water's falling on my head. I'm like, what the heck? Symbiotic relationship. But, but I would also say it was just weird in the comparison of like, you know, it was 85 <laughs> degrees on Friday, and then all of a sudden it's drizzling on Sunday. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, that's San Diego weather for you. Yeah. I, I am happy uh, we got to find time to go out and not just you guys but a couple of people to go out and like get food and stuff like that makes such a huge difference to take those breaks it's just it's really hard when you're so busy but to take those food drink breaks or make mm-hmm. a big difference in how your day goes well there you go then uh, listeners go to our Instagrams we have pictures and videos of stuff we've seen so check that out oh I thought it was going to go in the whole spiel again <laughs> yeah <laughs> my name is Albert you can find me on Instagram and threads at Albert 5 by 5 uh, my name is Anna. You can find me on social media at Anna, A-N-A, Voltage, or on my other shows, Poppers and Power and the Most Extreme Ranking Challenge. Uh, my name is Derek. Uh, my show is the Geekdom Fancast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, just search Geekdom Fancast or just use the handle. And I'm trying to put up as much content as I can on Instagram. It's probably going to take me a couple days. <laughs> um, you can find us and everything else. Is that right? No, it's not right at all. What the heck? <laughs> you lose your spiel again. That's a spiel. Oh, man. <laughs> the music has been provided by Gloomy June. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else on the show notes found on whowhatcoursewide.com. All right. This was episode 684 of the Stuff the Junk Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks Even for joining us. Until next time. Sounds like episode 25. This podcast has been a Who What Worst Wife production. What, what, what episode 25? What? What? The thing, you don't have to it down. No, like, I, I apparently deleted the sentence. Like, so, oh. so it kind of screwed me over. Albert edited this. Yeah.